Sit Dad Podcast. G'day, g'day. Welcome back to the Shit Dad Podcast, where we hear fatherhood experiences through the eyes of average Aussie blokes. I'm Nick, father of two boys, a girl, married six years, and an unofficial toddler's butler. G'day, I'm Cam, dad to a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and I've now memorised every song in Beauty and the Beast. Yes. <laughs> so last episode, we chatted to Paul. Uh, we learned that perinatal stress is common but treatable, uh, and the trick is to catch it early and seek help. Also, we found out that New Balance Casuals are actually elite. Um, so hopefully you, you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Also, we're proud to announce that this week we've teamed up with Smashing Fibres Apparel as our major sponsor. So check out their website and socials uh, and load up on their awesome gym gear using the code SHIPSHITFREE at the checkout for free shipping. So thanks to the guys at Smashing Fibres. Um, and also the best shit dad story or dad joke every week sent into shitdadpod at gmail.com goes into the draw for a $25 gift voucher to use uh, in store on online. So we've got that to give away every single week. So get sending in guys. We want to hear everything. And today we are talking to Rick Pendleton, a married father of four. And at only 36 is a four-time Paralympian swimmer, three-time Paralympic gold medalist, as well as five world swimming para championships spanning an amazing career of over 22 years. Not going to, yeah, I don't want to toot your own horn, but you also got the Order of Australia medal. Was that just being for a legend in the pool? Yeah, pretty much. Just from like, <laughs> pretty much, no biggie. <laughs> and then, like, it's not a uh, big depth of how you get that. It's like you you swim and you get a, a gold medal or whatever, and they hand it out to you. So sweet. Yeah, just a legend of Australia. So yeah, Rick Pendleton, how are you going? Yeah, pretty well. I'm glad to be here. Welcome. Yeah. Exciting. So Thanks pumped. for coming on. Yeah, right. This is so good. We've we yet to have an Aussie legend in uh, in the house, so this is a first for the Shit Dad podcast. It's awesome. Um, I've just got something to play for you really quick. Yeah, just want to throw on. this on you. And uh, yeah, so here we go. That was a brilliant press stroke by Pendleton. In second place was Whoa. Back there is uh, Pendleton, 141. But Pendleton is starting to swim away now. Oh, he is just magnificent. Rick Pendleton opening up a big lead. The world record holder, Huo, might be in second spot. Only just in front of Nick Decker, who's starting to come home. But it's all Rick Pendleton of Australia going for gold. He's got the gold medal. Gold medal number three for Australia tonight. And it belongs to Rick Pendleton. <laughs> Very well done. <laughs> that totally what happened as well. That was not put on. <laughs> where does where does that rank in your all time moments? Oh mate, honestly, like I still can't watch the race without getting goosebumps and getting nervous halfway through the race. Like, really? Like you know, I've seen the race. I know what happened, but I still get nervous thinking, "Oh gosh, am I going to get this?" Yeah, like, yeah. So. Um, I was yeah. on the edge of my seat watching it on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> like for years, I actually couldn't find it. For, for some reason, it you know YouTube got overcrowded or whatever, and yeah. they took it away. So for years, I couldn't actually see the race. So you know, a few years ago, someone sent it back to me, and yeah, it's just like sick, yeah, sick moment in my life, I guess. Sweet. Where's it rank? Is it like kids that or that? Nah, that's kids? that's up there. To be honest. <laughs> like, there's there's not much more more that's sort of probably ranked above that, and like you know. You can look at that selfishly or what, but you know, 15 years of training it, yeah, you know, putting in pretty much everything and having to sort of let go of other areas of life that might be of importance to achieve something like when you get there, it's going to have a, a pretty heavy weight to that, definitely. Yeah, yeah, is that the sort of stuff that was going through your head mid race as well? Oh my god, I've worked on my whole life for this. No, to be honest, um, during the race, it's almost a complete blank. Yeah. I don't almost remember anything during the race. I kind of went into autopilot. Yeah. Um, at the end of the race, like turning around and seeing that was a, a massive reaction. Uh, I swore on live TV. My mum was. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. that. Yeah. that. But <laughs> was yes, along the lines of fuck yeah? <laughs> I think it was what the fuck. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I just didn't expect that. Didn't expect to go that fast. Didn't expect to, to be in the lead. Yeah. Um, even though like during the, the last lap, I knew that I was at the front. For some reason, I just wouldn't allow myself to think you've got this. Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, like. That's again, an elite mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, keep pushing. Oh, like if it goes back four years, and that's probably where 
the the, the race itself was created uh, for myself. Like I was in the 2004 uh, Athens Games. Um, going into that, I was ranked like second in the world. And like a month before I went away, I've come off a pushy and like tore my ACL. So hey, there's a struggle just to get to the games itself. Um, but yeah, when I got there, I ended up getting fourth by like 0.07. And it was all on that last leg. Like I got mowed down and just drove into the dirt. I went from second to fourth. And so that was like heartbreaking for me. Mm. So I suppose that four years later, that last lap, that, that mindset was still there. It's like, no, nah, can't let it happen season. Again. Not yeah. So it wasn't a, even a thought about winning yet. It was, you don't lose this here. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, um, the whole idea of having you on today was to talk through that sort of as well as your dad awesome dad stories because i've heard you've got a few but um things like um the that mindset because we do talk about mental health we talk about um dad bods you obviously don't have one of those but <laughs> not yet, <laughs> not <Working> yet. <laughs> now you're retired anything we'll can happen. Tips. <laughs> <laughs> we've been working on it for a while for anyone who doesn't know you rick what's what's your disability mate um so i was born with like partial left hand uh, missing um, I actually have no idea how they ha- how it happens. Uh, people have theories as to what it was, but if like you can think about um, your palm, if you close your fingers into your palm, um, like that's where your thumbs me- or your fingers meet. I've got that below there. So just the, from the curled in hand upwards, it's missing pretty much. Okay, visualize that. Right. Eh? <laughs> do you have any um, do you have any good stories you tell your kids about the hand or or adults for that reason? <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've told a couple of people, especially kids as well. Like, I think I told a kid that got bitten off by a kangaroo or something. <laughs> Just like people are so gullible when it comes to disability that... Because no one um, wants to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, they, they won't like neg you. Like they were like, oh, yep, that totally that happened. That totally happened, out. yeah. Because then no one's going to call you bullshit uh, for a disability because then they get put out for being a, a yep. biased pig or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so good. Um, yeah, so got, moving on to your parenthood stuff. We'll, we'll get into the... The stuff we talk about usually, but um, just just to get to know you a bit first. So you, you're looking to get the kids. So I know you've got four kids. Mm, yep. It's a hatful. You're looking to get any of them in the pool or it's, it's in the blood? <laughs> yeah, I'm not that stressed to be honest. Um, yeah. I want them to be able to swim just for safety. Yeah. I don't yeah. really care if they don't you know, become elite athletes. I don't care if they become swimmers. You know, if they want to... You know, just I just want them to be healthy and happy and safe. So yeah. if if they choose to go down that path, then I'll play my part, whatever that happens to be. But I'm not going to be one of those psycho parents that stand on the side of the pool yelling at them and stuff. Like <laughs> that shit drives me crazy. So yeah. yeah. And so you, what what do you do as a as a job at the moment? Yeah. Uh, swim coach. Right. Yeah. So I don't know how I'd feel about doing my own kids there. Yeah. Um, hopefully that doesn't come to a point. But um, yeah, whatever. You know, you yeah. never know these things. Yeah. What made you go into that swimming coach sort of role? Just tra- moving on from you want to teach other people that elite mentality and no, it's kind of just by happenstance to be honest. Um, I moved up to Queensland in 2011 from New South Wales, yeah. um, to this like high performance unit on the Sunshine Coast, and I uh, was there when um, I met my current wife, and she fell pregnant by mistake. Um, so. <laughs> it was a not a mistake. It's a surprise. Yeah, it was. Well, hey, yeah, happy surprise. But, um, you know that that was not the plan. I was in like elite training. I was swimming like seven or eight times a week. Gym. Didn't have a job. I was a pretty much a professional bum to be honest. Um, and then all of a sudden, I've got this. Hey, you got to look after a kid and a wife kind of situation. So, a bit of scrambling went on for a while because I still had no idea what I was going to do when I grew up. Yeah, I was 27, still hadn't grown up. <laughs> um, and then just yeah, just by chance, um, there was a local school uh, just down the road from the the University uh, Sunshine Coast, and they actually t- approached my coach at the time and said, "Do you want to do a uh, take a job on here?" And he's like, "Mate, I can't do it." But he goes, "I got this young fellow that might take it on." So, you know, I just got thrown into that. Didn't even have any like qualifications or anything yet. And sort of just started from there and I realized that I, I quite enjoyed doing it. I suppose I always had the, the mentality and the mindset to be quite technical and focused on, you know, specifics in the pool. So, yeah, just sort of grew from there and took off with it. Love it. That's awesome. Um, all right. Well, let's get into it anyway. Um, we'll, we'll move on to that to your pre-baby. Uh, but, yeah, just just going to give a little brewery a plug first. So today we're, uh, we're drinking Newstead Brewing Session IPA. 
It doesn't have an awesome blurb like um, the Captain Sensible we <laughs> the other week. Like, what was it? Something about riding a supercharged jet ski? Yeah, that's jet right. Ski or something. <laughs> or something. No, this is just straightforward picture of the Gasworks Brisbane. Nice and local. Gasworks, yep. Tastes good. That is a proper session, Al. Yep, nice. That is outstandingly Lights. peng. The old IPA is very popular at the moment, but mm. the session one will get you through. Good choice. Yep, I'll drink that all day. All <laughs> night. Nice. All right, Cam. All right, so... Um, Yes, so we wanted to you to cast your mind back. So, before four children, yep. obviously that's going to be um, you know a little while ago. But we wanted to say uh, you know life pre pre kids. What were those major things that were different between then and now? Oh, I don't get much personal time now. Um, that's probably the thing I miss the most, to be honest. Like, you know, I come home at like seven o'clock from work now because like swim coaching is like either five o'clock in the morning or five o'clock at night pretty much so yeah. i get home at seven and you know as much as i'd love to just sit down and do nothing like the wife's been at it for hours and it's just like bedlam so you know i'm straight upstairs into the kids help out whatever i can oh, pardon me uh clean up downstairs if there's like food thrown there's always through the food thrown somewhere <laughs> so i just like you know crack into it got to get the chores done so i suppose that's the bit that i i miss the most like just being able to do what i want when i want yeah yeah. Um, I'm pretty selfish in that way, I suppose. And that's, that's kind of the mentality you have from being an elite athlete. You do what's necessary pretty much all the time to get the results. So, you know, coming from that kind of mindset to, hey, now you've got to have these people that go first, it's a bit sucky at times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine four would make a big mess every day as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, like, I know my wife does the majority of it, so I, I can't complain there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, hard job for her. Oh, yeah. It's brutal. Uh, you know, that 5 to 7 p.m. period is, yeah. is the toughest. Witching hours, they say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, was it easy to kind of balance kind of training and competing alongside – you mentioned your wife fell pregnant um, by surprise. Yeah. <laughs> um, was it easy to balance kind of that with those midwife appointments and kind of enjoying that pre-baby journey with her? Or did you still have to focus a lot kind of on yourself? Yeah, no, I – couldn't really switch off in like when you're in a professional high performance world you can't you can't really just step back and say i'm not going to do that because people are funding you yeah um you know you have responsibility and expectations to achieve something so as much as you you need to take time and luckily my coach then was fairly forgiving and worked well with me um but yeah like the job had to come first and you know gem has been really good in in knowing that and understanding that it's like like I get paid a fair amount of money to do what I did, so I can't just, you know, neg it and say no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, with four kids, you'd be an expert in what you do and don't need to buy for kids. We we're wondering, uh, is there any bit of kit that's essential? And uh, this is also interesting from a um, for someone who's got kids who are a bit older as well. Um, any anything you do or don't need? All right. So what we've got seven year old down to a one year old. Baby wife's are the key thing to life. <laughs> yep. I swear we go through, I don't know, like we're going to bring the bring the planet down by ourselves. But like we just, <laughs> anywhere you go, whatever you're doing, I just like clean benches now. It's like, yep, yep. get a baby wife out. <laughs> yeah. The best thing ever. I've yeah. wiped out the inside of the car all the time. All, instead of using like uh, the polish and stuff, it's all just baby wipes. Yeah. <laughs> Scented. Yeah. Lemon. Yeah. Ooh, it smells pretty. Let's keep using them, you know, when the kids are even older as well. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm like, that and terry towels. Like, why would I ever get rid of these things? They're like the best thing ever. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what's a terry towel? You know those white flannels that they used to do in like nappies? Mm. Yeah. So we just got like 10 of them floating around the house. Spill shit on the floor, wipe it up. Yeah. Terry, Terry to the rescue. Yeah. <laughs> old Tez. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> First year, Rick. Of what babyhood? You bored yet? What do you mean? Had the you had the kid? You're just like yeah, whatever. <clears throat> First year was sucky, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was such a change from you know where we were and what we're doing. Like um, like Gemma and I had never lived together um, until we got married. A bit old fashioned that way. Not quite the other way. Messed that up. <laughs> um, so yeah, like we we moved out together. Um, I think in we got married in June. Moved out straight after that. Um, we had a baby in November, so we didn't really have that time where we could be together and sort of develop our own sort of culture and, you know, relationship, I suppose, away from parents and that kind of stuff. 
Um, so that that was a bit of a struggle. And then Gemma, um, you know, then being isolated from her parents for the first time ever, had this new baby that she had to look after. So, you know, stress got pretty high in that first year. I think that's probably been the, the rockiest year of our marriage. Yeah. Um, just because there was so much change. And I, I was quite closed-minded at that time as well. Like, I used to think... You know, I am the man, I work, and you stay at home and you cook and clean and look after the baby. So you lived in the 60s. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> and like, I was so Most dumb. Like, I, didn't, I didn't think, you know, I just thought, you know, this is my job, that's your job. And it took me a fair amount of blow ups for me to finally realize, like, mate, that's, you just can't do that. Like, yeah. it's not fair to lope an entire child on a, on a person because that's their job. That's air quotes for you. Um, so yeah, that, that caused a bit of grief and, um, took a bit of time for us to sort of work through that and figure out, all right, yep, got to start taking load and yeah, yeah, it's good learning process, but yeah, bad at the same time. Definitely thrown in the deep end. I'm not going to lie. First year, just sort of together. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Like the, the, what do they say? Like the three hardest things to do, are like moving out marriage and what's the other thing i don't know probably having kids and we've done like bang 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 three months just smashed it all in so <laughs> crikey um we were talking to paul last week about um post or pre and postnatal or perinatal depression mm-hmm. did you notice any signs or did you guys experience any of that at all yeah i'm fairly certain that Gemma went through it yeah, yeah she i think looking back now she she realizes that she did have it um because she like I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but she, um, I almost felt like she hated the child because it just felt like they, or the, the Amara, the daughter, it's like sort of took away her personality and took away her freedoms and that kind of stuff. So I suppose. I'd I say know. that's really common though. Like yeah. going off what Red was talking, um, Paul was talking about last week. Um, it's pretty common, but not many people pick it up. That's right. Yeah. So those signs. Like saying it either. And then, yeah, it's one of those things you dance around because you don't want to say you hate your kid, do you? Yeah. yeah, we've been pretty upfront with like people that we meet and you know, everyone's like, oh, it's such a joy and it's so good. But mate, I'll be upfront and be honest with someone because someone might need to hear that one day. Yeah, definitely. Like, mate, I don't like it sometimes. It's really not my thing at times, but yeah. You're stuck in there now. You get on with it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you cope better than others. I personally myself, I'm not coping as well as I should be at the moment. And you deal with it how you deal with it. You get help, and it's all good. But yeah, when you um, when you, when you don't sort of take any action, that's when it can go wrong. But yeah, what's um so that what was your biggest challenge in the first year? Do you think? I suppose it was just you know, as I said, like the balance between what I had to do and what Gemma had to do, and um, just finding common ground in in working together as a team. Yeah. Yeah, stop being so selfish about what you're trying to achieve and understand that, you know, there's now a family unit and you've got to do things not always for yourself. Yeah. What did that look like as far as, far as your routine went? Obviously, um, you had elite training daily <laughs> a lot for a long time. Yeah, the, the daytime naps kind of went out the window. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I couldn't. I used to play golf a fair amount as well. <laughs> I don't do that very often anymore. Golf's surely like one of the hardest things to do as a dad, you know? Just because it takes so long. Yeah, it's like a half day hours. thing. Yeah. yeah. Just, oh, I least. love to go have a game of golf. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a plan Plan a few weeks ahead sort of gig now. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. Did you miss any milestones? Or you will probably, I'd say you would have missed a few, but did you miss many? Um, <clears throat> no, not, not too much. Like, I. I was there for all the births, so that's good. That's um, a good start. Who was it? I think it was Micah. I yes, I ended up having to like fly out like three or four days after he was born, um, which was a bit of a situation in itself. Um, end up like passing out that day because like he used to sleep on our chest, like he just wouldn't do it any other way. So he'd be sleeping on my on my chest. So I didn't have a great night's sleep, and I've gotten up to go to training. Um, and like getting dressed, I've like hit my elbow on a, a light switch and then passed out. Jeez. Yeah, so I do that every now and again, unfortunately. Um, anyway, got up. What, pass out or just bang yeah, around Yeah, pass out. Yeah, I've had a history of doing it. So. Oh, no. <laughs> it happened. And as then, long like, as it doesn't happen in the pool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I got up off, off the ground. I was like, no, nah, I've got to shake this. I've got to get to training. And then I was like, oh, no, I've got to go to the toilet. So I went to the toilet. And at this stage, we're living in this little crappy duplex and sat on the toilet Passed out again, gone head first into the tiles, 
And because it was such a small bathroom, I got like wedged behind the door. So Gemma's trying to like open oh, it. Oh god! Probably banging me in the head still. <laughs> <laughs> so end up doing a hospital trip that morning, um, and then I was meant to fly out that evening. So sitting in hospital with a drip in my arm, trying to get ECGs and all that crap. And he ended up like getting released, whatever, and catching my flight. So, so flight to a games or I was think it? I was going to Glasgow actually for a world championships. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so yeah, he was, and so I missed the first like pretty much the first two weeks of his um, but, um, like life, which is a uh, like a a hard situation to be in. Definitely, yeah, but, yeah. So that's crazy. There's uh, that's a major balance between dad, husband, and elite athletes. Yeah. <laughs> You've sounds like you've dealt with it well, but <laughs> speaking of elite athlete, um, you know, we spoke about dad bod just previously. You're yep. looking in pretty good shape. Um, so we wanted to instead Get of a room. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to say instead of um, you know, talking about, you know, your t- your training, um, I wanted to ask how important it is it is for you to instill that kind of um health and fitness on your own kids. Um Yeah, like I, I didn't even think about it in that way, like like my fitness was a result of going after what I wanted to achieve. I never set out to be to be, to be fit. Like um, I suppose now that's kind of what a, my mind's now drifting towards. Um, but I suppose like the sport for me is not so much about what it's done for me physically, but about what it's done for me mentally. Um, I was pretty like out of control when I was a bit younger. I had a lot of like anger issues and sort of insecurities about myself. You know, having a disability, so. You know, I found that sport really regimented me, um, gave me a confidence and sort of direction in life. Um, so I suppose if that can do that for any, like for myself, like why can't I do it for the mental health and of my own yeah. children? So yeah, keep yeah, focused and on yeah, track. Yeah, really a big part. Like I think people overlook that. You know, you talk about the dad bod, but what about the mental space as well? Yeah, it's something we like to talk about. You know, it kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. How do you, at the moment, incorporate your kids into keeping fit? Do you, like, you know, work out with them, do exercise, be active with them? Um, no, not a whole lot. We have a back do- uh, backyard pool, so once it warms up a bit, we're, we're in there playing around, and the kids love doing that, so they're, they're fun, and we've got a good backyard with some monkey bars, so they're, they're running around and doing that stuff. Yeah. Do you ever make them do punishment laps? Of what? The pool? Yeah. Mate, they'll drown. They're not that good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they sink pretty quick, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, like we, they do a bit of stuff like dancing and yeah. gymnastics and that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, whatever, usual whatever they stuff. want. Yeah. 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 Staying active. Keep them doing something. Yep. Yeah. And um, and obviously a big part of kind of looking after yourself is food. Um, do you have like certain types of recipes or food that you use to like f- fuel yourself, but also like is kid friendly, something they can help cook with? Um, well, I'm going to get the notepad out. What's that? <laughs> Hey, my my! If you look at my eating routine, it was shocking. Like, oh, great. I was swimming so much, like in my my most of my years that, like, I just couldn't keep up with calorie count. Right. So, like, I just used to eat whatever I wanted. So I wouldn't ever look at my dietary uh, routine and schedule and try and base anything off it because you'll get diabetes or put <laughs> on kgs. Yeah. That's awesome. not what you want. So I take it Gemma does all the cooking. Yeah, she does now. I'm not home. I can't do it. Yeah, I mean, I love cooking. I don't mind doing it. Um, every week, every couple of weekends, I'll get a chance to do it, and I'll go master chef on everyone. <laughs> you need to get yourself a smoker. That's the rage at the moment. No, it couldn't be facts. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's the line. Thanks. I found time. the line. <laughs> do you have a certain go-to cheat meal, or you said you just still eat what you want? <laughs> yeah, no. Man, I love I love tacos and burritos, and I love pizza. Kid yep. friendly too. Yeah. Everyone loves that stuff. Yeah, yeah. they're a go-to great. in the Bentley house. Yeah, yeah. so yep. easy to make. <laughs> Kids love them. Man, I tell you what though, like burritos, got to be one of the most expensive meals. You just lay out. My kid, I got a daughter, who's seven years, and she eats like three or four burritos. Like, how do you do that? She eats more than my wife does. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to keep up with that. Yeah, at some, I guess at some age when they get older, they stop throwing it on the floor and actually. Oh, eat, she, eat a lot of it. She smashes it. Like she, she'll eat half a pizza, and she's like this. Like she's like you know, four foot tall. I don't know where she puts it. Puts it away. <laughs> smashes out. it. Yeah. But burritos are way cheaper at home anyway. It's just rice, meat, and wraps and cheese. Yeah. So we don't do beans. Oh, and that's where we've got to go because. But I Filler. hate them. I hate them so <laughs> yeah. much. I was like, I got one from Guzman Gomez the other day, and I forgot to ask for no beans. So I'm sitting there like flicking out this. <laughs> I went. 
hate like, the worst burrito because I can't stand them. So the person behind the counter is like, is this, is this bloke for real? How old is he? Hey, <laughs> he's 27. He still hasn't grown up yet. Like, my, like as a kid, I was like so plain. I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat mashed potato. I wouldn't eat like steak. I don't think I was just so. It was like spaghetti bolognese or lasagna. It was so basic. <laughs> Italian toast. <laughs> how do so mindset in training is huge, obviously. Yep. How do you? How can you give just the average punter some advice on, like, why is your mind so elite? And just because even things like you're in the gym training. Yep. And you get to a certain amount of reps, you're like, ah, oh, nah, should be right. That'll do. <laughs> you know, like, what's what's the thing that makes you tick? Where someone listening could take it away and be like next gym session they punch out another 10 because they're fucking maniacs now yep oh it was pretty complex I reckon for myself like oh, I told you the story about uh, Athens where you know that, that loss sort of set me on fire like I, I, I'd i train after that and if I got to that point of exhaustion I'd be like no fucking way you just gotta keep on going because like I knew the other side of it like I know how much it hurts to to get that fail like it's just not worth it for me personally um, but I suppose, like, even going back further than that, like, growing up, being a kid with a disability and I had five brothers and a sister, like, there was just no give there. Like, if I didn't stand up for myself and, you know, toe the line, like, they're just going to knock me down. So yeah. I sort of had this mentality around, like, I can't, I won't be, like, worse than those people or I won't allow myself to be bettered by people like that. So, so it's a lot based around pain. Yeah, like, well, like pain is the point where you go, no, nah, not going to do it. But like for me, the mental side of not being good enough or not being able to do it or being beaten was more of a motivation than pain is. I just suppose like pain will go away or you'll get past that point where the pain doesn't hurt so much anymore. But it's more about the other side of that. Like, why do you want to get there? Like, yep. what, what are you doing it for? You know, like set a reason. To lose the dad bod. It's <laughs> <a> big motivator. <laughs> There's got to be a reason at the other side yeah. that you, you push yeah. through. And yeah. it becomes, after a while, it becomes just you know, normal, it just becomes what you do. You don't even think about it anymore. You get to that level and you're just like, oh, this is what I do. And you go, yeah, training, I guess. Nice. So this is coming from a man who's no stranger to um, competing at the highest level. So if, if you can do it, any 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 punter can do it, really. Well, I'm not, like, I'm not special. There's nothing about me that suggests that. Just your mindset. Yeah, like, like I'm just a mongrel, to be honest. Like, I like wanted it. something and I went after it. Yeah. And, like, I'm not that talented. I'm not, like, well-built or... I shouldn't have been able to beat a lot of the people that I beat. It was just came down to me wanting it more and me being more aggressive about it, I suppose. Awesome. Did you feel that pressure um, at all the games you went to? Did you feel any, like, did you crack under pressure at any point? Um, I'm sure I did, yeah. After, after the win, like, I suppose I was really focused on being the best. So once I got to that point, I think I sort of wavered a bit. Um, I'd sort of achieved that goal and then... You know, they talk about the underdog story or, or quite a lot. Like, once you get to that point, then you're out in front. It's not so much about you chasing after something anymore. So there's a, probably another mindset that I didn't uh, get to in that – in that. oh, pardon me, again, mm-hmm. IPAs. Um, yeah, there's probably a <laughs> level that I didn't hard. get to there. Uh, I, don't, I could uh, decompress that, but I'd, I don't know it, to be honest. I don't yep. really think too much about it. Okay. How do you deal with it? So – Cracking under stress at the Olympics is one thing, but it's easy to crack under stress at home. I know myself with three kids. I can't imagine with four. Yeah. How do you deal with it when you crack under under pressure? At home? I'm not good, mate. No. Nah. <laughs> it is a different world of Thank pain. Thank God, mate. me either. Far out, mate. Like I can handle physical pain because I see the the point and the benefit, but you can't reason with a child. It doesn't work. Like okay. there's no there's no set way through it. So yeah, I probably lost my temper and. You know, it's overstepped the line at times when I shouldn't have, and it just, yeah, I've not been, especially when you're sleep deprived, like you just cannot get around yeah. that. Like your brain just doesn't work. Yeah, it's easy to snap. You know? Yeah, yeah, far easier. Yeah. Well, that's um, that's pre-baby first year dad bottom mental health. I think we get into a bit bit of light stuff. Um, glad we've actually hit some pretty um, pretty good points and. Hit it pretty deep, to be mm. fair. Yeah, yeah. We've spoken about some pretty powerful things. Um, only scrape the surface, really. But if um, if you have any questions, anyone listening, just email in to shitdadpod at gmail.com and we'll forward it on to Rick and um, we'll be able to answer any questions 
That's all right, Rick, isn't it? Yeah, well, <laughs> send them my way. Thank you. <laughs> no, that's all good. All right. Welcome back. We're at the Shit Dad Pod headquarters here at Black Box. Oh, not Black Box. It's Black Property Group. <laughs> Black Box sounds good. <laughs> Black Box. It's a coffee place. It's a coffee place in Griffin. <laughs> they make a cracking coffee. We're back here with um, with Rick. Um, ex-Paralympian, absolute ledge, um, and we're talking through uh, a lot of stuff. So hopefully you picked up something, um, but now we're going to get into a few segments and games and things. But um, just another point, we are powered by Smashing Fibers Apparel now. Um, stylish, breathable gym wear at affordable prices when you use the code SHIP SHIT FREE, original but classic. At the checkout, you can get free shipping. I've personally just loaded up on some of their um, their gym clothes and it's legit. It covers up the dad bod to perfection. Coming in um, very handy for our six-week challenge. Yeah, definitely. And it's not too baggy either, so yeah. that's a win too. <laughs> but you can't stop it riding up when you do burpees. Like any any gym clothes, you know, like you do burpees or mountain climbers or anything and it all rides up and shows your gut and your boobies as well. It's oh, God, so vulnerable. <laughs> just get a unitard, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get some of that um, that that stuff they wear when they ride bikes. The lycra <laughs> that wouldn't look gay at all. <laughs> right, the how dad are you quiz? One point for every yes out of ten, with the potential for a bonus point. All right. How dad are you, Rick? You seem pretty dad. I don't know. Don't know what this means yet. All right. It's simple. Just yeah. Answer the questions first thing that comes to mind. Only ten questions. Yep. So, do you hate it when lights are left on at home? Yes. One. Do you grunt when you sit down? I don't think so. Come on, test it out. Hang on. Paul did. It was glorious. No, I'm good. Oh, <laughs> bloody athlete. <laughs> uh, number three, do you say, righto, every time you stand up? I do say it, but probably not when I stand up. Or just like to, when you want to leave a conversation. Yeah, or when I'm getting ready to leave. to leave the house, like, yep, yeah, righto. righto. Yeah. That's yeah. the one. Wind it up. Yep. yep, two out of three, I like it. Do you turn off the TV when nobody's watching? Why would you leave it on? That makes no sense. Spot on. Good answer. Yes. Yep. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Fucking <laughs> kids. Number five. Do you proclaim good day for it about any activity when it's sunny? Yeah, I'm up with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm all around that. Nice. Now, this one's controversial from last week. Do you tuck in your polo shirt into your shorts? Well, you just tuck your shirt in at all. I, I don't even think I own polo shirts. No, that's a big no. 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 Uh, bonus point. Do you have any no. New Balance shoes? No, not at the moment. <laughs> Do you own any? No, what's... Wait, hang on. I think I've had them before, though. No, not New Balance. They're too old. Hang on. <laughs> sketches. No, they're sketches. No, I'm not up that early. Damn. <laughs> Do you pull your socks up with your shoes? No. Okay. <laughs> You're not looking good. <laughs> Do you ever rinse your favourite coffee mug because washing it will lose all the flavour? Yeah, all the time. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I got in trouble for that at work once. It was like a an old fiery who was just like everything was just old school, and I was doing the the good junior thing and washing up every, all the dishes and the mugs and stuff. And then he yells out, "Oi, what are you doing?" Yeah. Like, um, washing up. Yeah, don't fucking wash that. All the flavors in it. Like, oh man, that is disgusting. And then I've I've done it ever since. <laughs> You've learned from him. Uh, number eight, have you told your kids some kind of variant of shit on a stick when they ask what's for dinner? No, I don't think I've no, done <laughs> Maybe a bit young. Do you say wherever you're going is 10 minutes away no matter the distance? No, I'm not in Townsville, mate. <laughs> and finally, number 10, do you admire your lawn after mowing it? Fuck yes. Yes. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing more dad than that. I don't understand it. To be honest, as soon as I like got my own house it's like the lawn had to be good yeah yeah i pay some dude to come every two months to spray some stuff on it it still doesn't look that good though i'm disappointed my neighbor's got way better lawn lawn envy so bad <laughs> do some research and lawn porn i've got a <laughs> reno coming up next week actually what are we doing uh top dress aerate scarify pull the crap out level it go again yeah right and lock the kids up if they walk on it Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the issue, Protection. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Protecting your lawn. Right, tight-ass tidbit. I'm not as tight as I thought I was. 
Because I'd have nothing this week. What are you, Cam? I always have some of these. I love that. Um, so there's a car wash down the road. I've found, you know, one of those automatic machines. I think it's like $8 to take your car through. My wife asked me to do that and I was like, nah, come on. <laughs> $8. <laughs> i got all the gear at home. So what I do is... <laughs> What I do is get my daughter to come along and help me. She gets a sponge, I get a sponge, and we get stuck into it and do it ourselves. Good, good daddy-daughter bonding time. Yeah. And I save eight bucks. Yeah. It's all about the eight bucks, though, really, to yeah. be fair. And uh, to be honest, my other one that I, that I would recommend to um, any dad who's interested is, is homebrew. So something I've touched on before. Really? I don't do it to save money, but it, it's pretty cheap. Yeah. Seems like a lot of time involvement in that. Yeah, but that's part of the hobby, I guess. That's what Mel yeah. said. I was like, you have it's, hobbies. it's the hobby. <laughs> I well, don't have hobbies. Well, I don't this have is, time for hobbies. This is my hobby <laughs> this, yeah, this, this and homebrew. <laughs> <laughs> homebrew. Yep. Nice, tight-ass tidbit and I like it. Because you save quite a bit of money, eh? It's like half, oh, yeah. almost half price yeah. of a normal carton. Yeah, basically. Hectic. If you don't count the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man hours, yeah. <laughs> that one you sent me was tasty as enjoyed it. Got well, my trick is to, um, to buy a decent... Uh, bag of wort so they've, they've done half the work for you and then you can just dump it in a tub with some water and some yeast there Perfect. you go love that um, what about you Rick you got any tight ass tidbits yeah, I was trying to think about this over the last few days like I don't think I I can't like pinpoint one thing that I'm like tight ass about but I know that I'm incredibly tight ass about everything <laughs> like we have like pizza from like Griffin Pizza and my daughter will be oh, like getting into the fourth piece and I'll be like eyeballing how many are left. <laughs> it's like, hang on a sec, start doing the maths. How many do I need for tomorrow? <laughs> like, Stop eating. No, nah, that's enough. <laughs> um, you know, lights on, you said that about things like yep. that. Um, my daughter likes to do a bit of craft. Like She has like this ream of A4 paper that her grandma bought her and she'll just like scribble one little bit on it and then throw it away. I'm like, you're not throwing away that piece of paper. That's amazing. You didn't even pay for it. And you yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's just built into me that I just can't let go of. Like, it can't be wasteful. It just, it's got to be useful. It's got to be proactive. It's got to be used properly. Yeah. So I think my life is just tight ass yep. rather than just any one action. That's awesome. Do you find you get that? Uh, like, I, I certainly do. I got that from my, my dad. Um, even even now, my, my dad and my mum will be planning a holiday and he'll do everything he can to not do it because it costs money because he's oh, a tight ass. You just got to figure out the best way to do it, the cheapest way to do it. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I got it from my mum. She's very frugal, as they say. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't say tight ass. <laughs> <laughs> More polite. <laughs> well, that's what she calls me. She calls me frugal, but I'm sure. I just think about um, Scrooge McDuck when she says frugal. <laughs> she's diving claiming, into you. Claiming the money yeah. like, to his chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's get into dad joke of the day. What do you right. got, Cam? How does a hamburger introduce his wife? Um, this is Patty. Meet Patty. Oh, oh nice. Well done. You're yep. on track for that one. I was so close. How about you? Um, I'm on enough. Rick's got one. I think I just do a lot of dad sayings. Yep. You know, like my kids will be like, I'm hungry, and I'll be, hi, hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Or, oh, what I do often is like they'll ask what's for dinner and I'll just be like, oh, dog biscuits. Like that. <laughs> I, that's probably, I always say that. Um, yeah, just crap, shit crap like that. I just, you know, just hound them with shitty sayings that they hate. Whenever they get start whinging and crying, I'll be like, do you know my friend? They and Now they know my joke, unfortunately. I'll be like, Justin Timberlake. Because, you know, crime Crummy river. river. Yeah. <laughs> and for years that worked so well. Now I can't get away with it. I just get an evil look. <laughs> it's like, shut up, Dad, you lame wad. <laughs> yep. So, again, awesome. just living the life of, you know, shit dad jokes rather than being one-off situations. It is funnier when you're saying it to a kid, you know. <laughs> you enjoy it more. It's just smarter yeah. than them. Yeah. Of yeah. Of course. <laughs> Little <laughs> idiots. How long? Kids are stupid. <laughs> My boss actually started calling me laptop at work last week. Pissed me off for a while, and I started trying to figure out why why he was saying it. It's, it's because I turn off after fifteen minutes if I'm left unattended. <laughs> Boom, dad hacks. Anybody have a good dad hack? What's the definition of a dad hack. Give me some baseline. Basically, here. all the tight ass shit that you've just said. Oh, it's like what's something that someone can incorporate in their house? I'll go first. Right. Yeah. This was totally Mel's idea, but I'm claiming it. All right. It's a nappy trolley. Get a twenty dollar, um, one of those twenty dollar trolleys from IKEA that you can roll around the house. Mm. Shove it over in a corner. There's three shelves on it. You got nappies, wipes, 
um, and bags or whatever else and you just keep that stocked up and then you just roll it around the house wherever you need to change a, a nappy. That's great. Instead of lugging the kid to the change table. Boom. Dad hack. Nice. Yeah, we've got a double story. <laughs> Doesn't work so well. Just nah. throw it down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> just throw what you need down the stairs. Uh, my hack's um, something that my daughter actually requested, but it's pretty good. And I'm sure you guys have done it before with one of the little trampolines at home um, on a hot summer day. Chuck the sprinkler underneath and yes. it turns into... It even more exciting trampoline. Wow! All the water comes up. They love it. How yeah. good is it? That's cool. I don't. I'm not rich. I don't have a sprinkler, so I just sit. <laughs> up, I sit under it with a hose and just <laughs> smash them with the hose. You're just drinking water and <laughs> spitting it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Bad hacks. Cheers. Uh, okay. I mean, I've like, I've set. It's probably tight ass again though. But I've just <laughs> set the um, the air conditioning, the big one they got. I just set like that the ducted for like a, one. Yeah, ducted. Yeah. That's the world. Yeah, good job. I just set that so that it turns off because I know my wife will turn it on, and I'd like set it to like thirty minutes so it'll shut down quickly, saving money. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's another time. Yeah, she doesn't like bit. going into it that much, you know. Like she doesn't know how to operate it. Or she didn't know how to operate it. Now she does, unfortunately. So I just shut down all the time. And she just kept turning it back on. But at least I save like a minute of you know. That's a energy four, there. That's a fourth of a cent. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> Every fraction of a cent counts. Now, I did. Um, I did want to add something, Nick, before we get to the next um, next bit. Um, now, for anyone who's listened to uh, our first podcast, our first ever episode, um, we've just got a bit of announcement. So, you might have heard all five of our listeners, including our wives. You may remember Christian was on it, our mate Dish, um, and we're happy to to announce that he has had his baby boy this week, little Ted. <laughs> So you would remember Christian as long arms, short pockets. Um, short arms, long pockets. So short <laughs> arms, long pockets. Um, but apparently stepping into that dad role very well. Um, so I just want to say congrats, mate, and we're looking forward to hearing about all your shit dad moments soon. On your creator. Love your work. Righto, we are here for Shit Dad Moment of the Week. It's what we all, including our five listeners, came for. Um, it's the best best part of my week, Shit Dad Moment of the Week. What do you got, Cam? Um, I ruined my daughter's birthday present this week. You ruined it? Yeah. So she turned three. <laughs> Outstanding. She turned three last week and we got her a scooter, a little Disney princess scooter, a uh, pink one, uh, I think from Big W or Kmart or something. Um, and it wasn't turning properly, you know, I might have done it up too tight so i tried to loosen it that didn't work either um sprayed wd-40 all over it as you do no that's pretty <laughs> dad good dad hack, hack actually yeah, well, yeah. wd-40 on everything um and now it's just slippery and greasy and it doesn't turn so <laughs> she can't use it and she won't touch it <laughs> that is pure shit <laughs> so yeah i'll have to figure out how to fix it without wd-40 i think oh beautiful i've got a terrible one it's i'm not proud of it but um I, I don't know. I think Rick might have some better ones, but I, not too long ago, uh, my youngest daughter um, was fart, uh, farting around outside and my middle kid was there too. So I was like, nah, she'll be okay. It's all good. I went inside quickly to make them lunch. I don't usually leave them alone outside um, for very long, but today or that day I was um, I had to get it done. So I've gone inside. It's literally 30 seconds, like it's like I'd gone in for a wee. Yeah. 30 seconds and I hear a... <laughs> I was like, oh, dear. That were my words. I was like, what has happened here? And I've walked outside and she's on the floor crying. I was like, holy shit, what has happened? The Mr. Two... Uh, sorry, Mr. Four told me. He goes, uh, yeah, she fell off the wall. And we got a rock wall that's like oh, a, a metre no. tall. <laughs> <laughs> She'd climbed up and like was playing in the garden and then she's like lost a footing or something and just gone on the like it was she landed on grass, so it wasn't that bad, but it's a fair fair fall, that one. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. Shit dad moment. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Happens to the best of us, I guess. She's okay. She's okay. She still has all her brain cells, it's all good. Wow, so. yeah. They got enough of them. Go yeah. They're good. Kids bounce, apparently. <laughs> what do you got, Rick? Well, like, okay. Well, I've got two from just yesterday, but oh, I've got yes. a better one from Can you come like, on a couple every of months week? ago. <laughs> just like going on what you just said, it's like don't leave them alone for thirty seconds. But 
Yeah. So they were in the backyard yesterday. My uh, third oldest, youngest, second youngest, third oldest. They were playing <laughs> on the, the monkey bars. And for some reason, the second and third decided that it was a good idea to lay on top of the, the monkey bars and then dive on top of the other child, <sighs> as you do. For some reason, number three, uh, Ryder decided to go head first into the ground. Oh. I didn't get to see that one, unfortunately, because oh. I left him alone for 0.3 of a second oh. as it happens. Um, so a shiver up my swan. And then, oh, he's good. Well, he's not, actually. He's good. <laughs> uh, that evening, anyway, so moving on, like, they weren't cleaning up the backyard, so I decided to lock the door and shut them outside for a little bit, so that's probably not very... <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. Yeah. That's some pure shit, Dad. Probably shouldn't do that. But <laughs> the main one, and this is, you know, again, don't call me in for this, but... I was um, working in the backyard one day. You know you can get that, like, plastic um, garden bedding. It's about 10 inches wide. It's, like, three mil thick. Yeah. Um, I was, like, laying that up against my, my fence so that I could, like, infill my little garden bed with some dirt. And I'd had it, lay, like, laid across the, the yard so that I could, like, flatten it out because it just rolls up back up on itself. So I was, like, pulling it in, trying to wind it. And my daughter thought it was, like, funny to keep jumping off and on it. And I just thought, you know what, I'm going to get you next time. <laughs> Carpet underneath her feet and I've ripped it out. And she's fallen backwards and put her arms down and like fractured her elbow. Oh. <laughs> and like, I was just like stressing. She's going to go to the hospital and it's like, daddy did it. And I was like, <laughs> so we had to train her a little bit just to say I fell over. And then, yeah, a couple of months later, she started telling people I did it. So I felt bad for That's that. That's amazing. But at the same time, I was like, kind of warned you <laughs> to do it yeah, yeah. it's your fault so am, am i in the wrong like yes i am because i'm an adult but that's the king's justice she she did the wrong thing as well so i don't know i'm, I'm an adult i probably should have to figure that out myself <laughs> still learning little snaps yeah so i broke a daughter my daughter's arm there you go <laughs> That's wow, shit. that's a yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's shit dattery that's fine, I stay. Yeah. I like oh, it. Nice. I had to re- reel it in after that and I've had to, you know, be really a bit more mindful about my actions. We've <laughs> all been there. That was me today, to be fair. I didn't break her arm, but Yeah, I my kid could have gone concussed yesterday, who knows? Hectic. Um let's go to some listener mail. You got anything, Cam? Nothing for me this week. We've got um so anyone Oh, just remember now we have our from our major partners, Smashing Fibers. We have a twenty-five dollar gift voucher for the best, uh, the best entry. So it could be dad joke, could be a shit dad story. Come on, send some shit dad stories. Um, someone trump me, please. Yeah, <laughs> someone has who's <laughs> lost the legos. Actually, I know. Do you want to know a story about that? Yeah. All right. So Paralympics. There's all sorts of stories about probably shit dad moments. So not everyone's born with a disability like me. So. I had this guy that I was swimming with on the Sunshine Coast. Um, he was a leg amp uh, above knee. So he, he used to live up in Mackay working on the farms and he's um, come off like a tractor one day and his mum or dad's like rolled over the top of him and just minced half his leg. Jeez. Oh. Yeah, so pure moment of shitness there. Yeah, that's a interesting so, word surely, of minced. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you, can see, like, yeah. Oh, just, you can just see, like, you picture it, the blades. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so... He's gone I'm dark. A, I'm above that. <laughs> I'm above yeah. that. No farm machinery. <laughs> 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 oh, that's hectic. Um, I like it, though. Uh, all right, so... Uh, yeah, send us in some stuff to shitdadpod at gmail.com. Uh, we also have an Instagram account, shitdadpod. Um, you can DM us, slide into our DMs up in there. Um, we did get a message from Greg from Griffin in on the um, the Instagram account. Hey Nick, just listen to the first. Oh, sorry, listening to the first of your shit dad podcasts as I'm ramping into the working week. It's good crack, mate. It's funny the questions you're talking about are giving me a few. Oh yeah, that did happen moments. I've got this theory that as a new parent, whether you uh, whether through sleep deprivation or for the benefit of humanity. Your brain intentionally buries heaps of oh shit moments so that a year later when you're talking about babies with your wife, you're like, fuck yeah, great idea. A second is an, a fantastic idea. <laughs> or third or fourth. Yeah. Uh, a kind of built-in evolutionary mechanism so the human race continues. I'm sure I'll make my way through all the episodes between meetings over in the future. Cheers, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Nice. I think you're onto something there. I think you should patent that. <laughs> or write a book. 
Yeah, that's, well, I think we're talking or keep about sending us messages <laughs> on a previous episode where, like, why, especially for women, you know, they've gone through childbirth. Why would you do that again? Yeah. But uh, that's that 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 memory. <laughs> well, I think it was Adam that was like, if that if I knew that that was the outcome, the childbirth was the outcome of having sex, I just wouldn't have sex. Oh, that's gold. Um, do you have any listener mail, Cam? No, none for me this week, mate. Oh, wait, I think I asked you that, didn't I? Yep. Classic Benz. <laughs> really appreciate you coming on, Rick. I don't know what to say. Like, it's... We didn't really go too deep into uh, the disability side of things. It was very dad-orientated, which is what we're about anyway. But, um, yeah, it's, it was super to have you on. And um, I think the, the best thing I got out of it was just the, the mindset stuff. Like, your training mindset. It's all through your mental pain of of past like why you're doing something is the reason you've like is your drive um to push through that barrier mm. so i'm definitely going to try that at the gym yeah right on it'll probably fail but Learn to fuck comp- it what's the word compartmentalize yeah compartmentalize is that the, is that the yeah, right yeah. word that sounds good yeah yeah like you know like having sections for your brain that work differently so i think that's one thing that i've learned to do really well it's just like be critical thinking about things and not being so emotional yeah that kind of goes into the dad stuff too because like you like we were saying before it's so easy to snap especially when you're tired and and you just can't be fucked with it yeah um i know myself i snap pretty quick with around the kids but yeah you gotta learn to not be so emotional and yeah no i got something out of that so i really appreciate you coming on yeah thank you um it's good to get all sorts of different types of dads on on board obviously and um you know, even just yeah, hearing about what you what you've done and what you're doing now, it's been great. Thank you. Yeah, cool. It's been good to come on. And uh, yeah, if you have any mates uh, from the the Paralympic community or any other athletes or high profile people who want to come on a mediocre podcast, send them our number <laughs> because um, we would love to have a chat to them. Yeah, I got a few. I think um, yeah, recent dads as well, so it might work out well. Awesome, nice, yeah. nice. and it works out perfectly because it's the Paralympics has just started. You're going to be watching. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've got a like, couple of mates still on there, so I'll be seeing how they're doing. And I actually had a, a girl that used to train with me up until about three months ago that's over there racing, so I've got pretty high investment in that. Awesome. Nice. Yep. Awesome. And do you have a pet event? For myself or for... No, we know yours watching. is the 200... Medley. 200 medley, oh, but... Yep. Um, hard to go past, like, the 50 and 100 free, like... It's, it's so just full-on, like, yeah. aggression and power. Just makes the swimming look like it's really good. Yep like a bat out of hell yeah. everyone's just straight off the blocks and yeah going crazy yeah awesome no and if anyone uh, anyone listening uh, wants to get involved with the show send us an email to shitdadpod at gmail.com uh, visit instagram shitdadpod we've also got a youtube and a, a tiktok channel now so keep an eye on those um, for extra content but apart from that that's a wrap go and grab a beer and give your couch a whack with Glenn 20 just like last week <laughs> <laughs> thanks guys Thank you.